Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody. It's Julie on Crunchy Christian Podcast. Welcome. Today, we are going to get started on a new series called sweet tooth series. And we're going to be talking about everything concerning sugar, sugar addiction, artificial sweeteners, all that kind of stuff for the rest of this month. So we're going to have a few of those. Today, we're going to get started with artificial sweeteners and talk a little bit about how those affect your body. What are they? um, Things like that. I'd just like to say, though, before we get started, that this episode is sponsored by the Ditch the Sugar Challenge from Julie Naturally. Of course, that's me. And the Ditch the Sugar Challenge is a free challenge starting in February. It starts February 1st, and it helps you conquer those sugar cravings once and for all. We'll be having some... uh, webinar type things on Zoom and some daily emails to help you conquer those cravings. So make sure you go to the show page, show notes page, and check that out. So let's get started. So what are artificial sweeteners? Because now we have things like stevia in little packets, and we have those little brown ones, the raw sugar, uh, sugar in the raw and, and things like that. And we have erythritol that appears in a lot of um, the keto foods. So what exactly is an artificial sweetener? So artificial sweeteners are sweeteners that are entirely man-made that do not occur in nature. Even if some of the amino acids and things that are combined do occur in nature. So like aspartame is made up of a couple of amino acids that are naturally occurring, but they don't naturally occur bound together. That is a man-made thing. And artificial sweeteners usually are supposed to be no or low calorie, and they are used in place of natural sugars. So they usually go by names such as aspartame, sucralose, maltodextrin, xylitol, saccharin, and they're found in those colorful packets, you know, the pink ones, the blue ones, and, you know, that's sweet and low, equal, stuff like that. (laughs) I have a little joke with my kids whenever we go out places, I say, okay, you know, the colorful poison packets, and that may be a little over the top, but um, very often things that are not good for us come in really pretty colorful packages to make them visually appealing and um, also, you know, makes them stand out against the other products. So they are the colorful packets in the uh 
on on the tables at restaurants and things like that, and also when you go to the grocery store um, and buy those individual sweetener packets that they're in the colorful ones. So there are also some that are a little bit confusing because they are found in nature, but when they're offered as a sweetener alternative, they are really processed. So they don't really look anything like what they do in nature anymore. It's kind of like taking the natural sugar out of the food and uh, and then producing the exact copy of it using uh, man-made chemicals instead of um, using the natural food. So things like fructose. If you see fructose listed on there, well, fructose does occur naturally in nature, but it doesn't occur naturally the way that it appears in that food. So um, you'll see things like erythritol, uh, dextrose, maltose, all the oses, uh, fructose. Those are all corn-derived. And you know, if it has an ose on the end, uh, they the company got it from corn. So just as an aside, if you have allergies or things like that that you're trying to watch, that is a big clue. So uh, glucose syrup and, of course, corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. And we're not going to get into all of the uh, detailed uh, evils of high fructose corn syrup in this episode. But I uh, just want to let you know that uh, the corn syrup... You can get that from uh, corn, but um, those are things that are just very highly processed that we can find in some form in nature. Uh, We're going to focus only on the artificial ones. So usually people use artificial sweeteners as a sugar alternative because maybe they're diabetic or maybe they're trying to lose weight and uh, curb their calories uh, there are may, there may be some other reasons why they're trying to avoid sugar. Maybe there's just a perceived health benefit to using an artificial sweetener. But um, there, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the side effects that you may experience from using artificial sweeteners. And usually those sweeteners come added to diet sodas. Sometimes they appear in fruit juices. Um, or iced teas or things like that that you find. It's, it's, they, they're often in a lot of drinks, interestingly. And also in cookies and other baked goods that you can buy off the shelf. And you can, in the baking aisle, also find bags of some of these sweeteners on the shelf that you can use as an alternative to regular sugar when you make your own baked goods. So occasional use of artificial sweeteners often doesn't really pose that many problems for people. Uh, You know, the occasional uh, sugar-free cookies or the occasional diet soda is usually not a problem. Uh, But most, most of the time when people are using artificial sweeteners or choosing an alternative that contains artificial sweeteners, it's usually not an occasional thing. It's often uh, a habitual use of that. Uh, and there's a lot of conflicting research about these sweeteners, particularly the ones that are the most researched are um, 
aspartame and saccharin, and then third, the sucralose. Uh, but aspartame especially, there's a lot of research on that um, and the saccharin. And um, it's kind of conflicting. And maybe there's a bit of follow the money, <laughs> you know, um, and maybe it kind of depends on some of the other health factors of the people who are involved in these studies. And some of the studies are done on animals, and animals may react a little bit differently to some of these things than people, too. So there are some factors that may be involved. But um, I'm going to tell you about some of the things that people have reported and some things that research has shown in, through, this, through studies with people and rats um, that are effects that uh, particularly, as I said, aspartame and saccharin have on, on folks. Uh, so the first thing is that artificial sweeteners are hundreds of times sweeter than actual sugar. So when you're using them a lot, it can sort of desensitize your tongue to the sweet taste so that you need sweeter and sweeter things in order to even be able to taste sweet. This can happen even if you're not using artificial sweeteners, uh, even if you're gradually increasing the amount of sugar that you're using a lot in your diet, you can become desensitized to that flavor. Uh, you, you see this a lot with people who eat a lot of spicy food. If you're eating spicy food all the time, your, your tongue kind of gets a little desensitized and you wonder, wow, that person really likes hot food. Well, it's, you know, they've built up a tolerance to that. And you can build up a tolerance to any flavor, not just sweet. Uh, they say that you know the age of the chef based on how much salt he adds into, <laughs> into the dish. And, um, and that's true with sugar, too. So, um, you know, but the, the problem with sugar uh, is that because you're adding more and more sweetener to your foods and drinks, uh, it kind of defeats the whole point of using the artificial sweetener in the first place because you're, you're becoming desensitized to sweet. And um, if you're trying to use the artificial in order to substitute for the high-calorie sugary food, but then you need more sweet to even taste it. Um, then when you are eating something that has natural sugar, it won't even taste sweet to you and you'll want more and more of it because of that. And then um, another thing that's related to that is that the artificial sweeteners are designed to stimulate the pleasure center of your brain. Sweet tastes always stimulates the pleasure center of your brain. Um, that's uh, God built that into us as infants because that's the first taste that we experience in mother's milk. And that is slightly sweet. And, um, and it's a comfort to us. It, it, we associate pleasure and comfort with the sweet flavor because of that. Um, but if you're eating a lot of artificial sweetener, that stimulates stimulates the pleasure center even more because it's hundreds of times sweeter than the natural sweet. 
And because it's chemically based, it's also designed to make you crave it. So you just feel like you just can't get enough. And so you find yourself eating more and more and drinking more and more of that because you you just don't feel satiated by that um, by that flavor like you normally would from uh, regular foods that don't have that man-made chemical that is designed to make you crave that food because of course food manufacturers you know they have chemists that design food specifically to make you want to eat more of it so that the manufacturer sells more of their product. That is sort of the trick of eating processed foods. And that's why people, they can't get enough of Takis, for example. They find that they just, they have to eat bag after bag because of the way that the chemicals in the food are designed. So that's another problem that people can experience with artificial sweeteners is that they find that they just they they just can't get enough of that food and they end up eating more than what they had in, had intended in the first place which defeats the whole point right um, so that goes hand in hand with the desensitizing of the sweet taste and the tongue But some of the more serious issues with using artificial sweeteners are how they affect other parts of the body. There have been many, many reports of disturbances in gut health from using artificial sweeteners. So um, you can develop uh, stomach cramps, nausea, and other problems with your digestive tract because of artificial sweeteners. And another interesting side effect is that you can develop a glucose intolerance by using artificial sweeteners. So, you know, it could be a bit of the chicken and the egg. So you're you're using it to avoid, uh, (laughs) to avoid, eating too much sugar, but then it can have the same effect on your body as if you were eating too much sugar. So that's very interesting. Like it tricks your body, um, probably because the flavor uh, still stimulates your your production of insulin because, um, you know, because your body thinks that there's a bunch of sugar coming in and then there isn't. So um, be aware of that. Um, So another side effect has to do with your your nervous system. There are a lot of reports of neurological side effects. And many, uh, many health professionals feel and have said that uh, it, Artificial sweeteners are neurotoxins. And research seemed to support this because many people have experienced seizures from using artificial sweeteners. Some other effects uh, that people have experienced are headaches and depression and heart palpitations. So, you know, heart palpitations may not seem like it's related to your nervous system, but... um, you know, your the electrical stimulating stimulation of your heart it 
is part of the heart palpitations. So, um, though, if you're experiencing some of those things, um, think about that. And another interesting thing to note is that uh, saccharin, if your pets eat saccharin, if they eat one of your sugar-free cookies, it can potentially kill your dog or your cat with the artificial sweetener. So um, if it's toxic, if it's poisonous to your pet, it may not be poisonous immediately to you, but it is something to take pause and really think about that, um, you know, that's because your pet is doesn't weigh as much as you. It may kill them sooner, of course. But um, think about what it could be doing to you if it's having that effect on them. Um, most of the studies have been done on aspartame, like I mentioned, but uh, there are some on saccharin as well, and that's where uh, the toxicity for animals comes in. And just as an aside about aspartame, aspartame is broken down into a form of methane in your body. Now, um, there are other natural things that also can produce methane gas in your body. Uh, we're not going to talk at great detail about that because that's related to how bacteria handles fruits and vegetables in your body. But the aspartame is not broken down by your gut bacteria. It's, um, it breaks down through a different process and it's free methanol in your body. Uh, and as that breaks down, it, um, it breaks down into formaldehyde. So that's where the neurotoxin comes in. So even though initially it is made from amino acids that are naturally found in your body, um, and artificially put together, when these things break down, uh, it, it breaks down into things that are very toxic and that's why you can see if you're using it a lot, it may overload your liver and uh, you know cause some serious problems for you, including seizures and other brain problems. Um, so just as you're thinking about this and whether or not this may be an issue for you, uh, I would advise never giving... Anything that is sugar-free that's sweetened with one of these sweeteners, especially aspartame or saccharin, uh, to children. I would not give that to children um, because of the neurotoxicity, because of the effect on the gut. And things tend to build up a lot faster in children than in adults. And it's hard to say how quickly or what effect it may have on them. Their little bodies can't handle this kind of stuff uh, the way that we can. So I would definitely keep that away from them and keep it away from your pets, of course, as we discussed. So if this has really touched a chord with you and you're really struggling with your sugar consumption and you recognize you know, maybe this is the year for me that it's time to really try to conquer this habit and, and ditch the sugar altogether and really only 
use the natural things, fruits and stuff instead, it may be time for you to sign up for the Ditch the Sugar Challenge, as I mentioned at the opening. It's completely free and it starts February 1st. So you can go to the show notes and check that out and sign up. You will be glad. If you want to get in touch with me, you can follow me on Facebook at Julie Naturally. And you can also follow me on Instagram at successful.unschooler. Bye for now, and I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.